With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Chris and Bailey are here today. Bailey, I'll start with you. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Um, it's Friday. I'm getting ready to go up to the A for this dream game. Nice, nice. Who are they playing tonight? Chicago. Oh, nice. That's That'll be a fun game. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't miss this one. I actually missed the last two of this week. Um but you got to see this guy. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Krista, how are you? I'm good. I wish I was going to Atlanta with Bailey. <laughs> Pull up. Uh, that's too far. <laughs> you made that drive enough last week, right? Krista, how was your birthday? Oh, it was great. Thanks. Wow, your birthday snuck by me. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I should have blocked you. I forgot. It's been, a, <laughs> it's been a wild week. I am so sorry. Happy belated. Thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. Like I actually didn't message you day of, but I feel like I said happy birthday on the Monday podcast, and it dropped on Tuesday. So I'll you did. You I'll did. take the credit where I can get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna like like I said uh, on Monday that uh, today's shows we're gonna keep the later weekend or the later week pods more of a a focused thing. So uh, this week we're gonna talk about Liz Gambage. We were gonna talk about it on Monday, but with Bailey not being here, we figured we wanted everyone involved in the discussion and it's, it's not about his team, but it's kind that's of, a, that's part of it. Right. So Bailey, why don't you get us started on, uh, obviously for anyone that doesn't know the, the Liz Gambage thing is dating back to um, her removal from the Australian basketball squad, the Opals last summer, uh, an incident involving her and the Nigerian basketball team. And uh, a video came out this week and, and, do you want to call it an apology or an explanation or what have you? By Liz came out this week, so a statement. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Don't, I don't know really what else it would be called because it was kind of weak. Yeah, um, and it didn't make a lot of sense, and, and I'll talk about that here shortly. But yeah, so last year we all remember her getting removed from the Opals. And citing mental health reasons for stepping away from the Olympics at that point in time. And when the rumors were breaking, she talked about like being on medication and all these things like at that point in time, supposedly trying to, I guess, justify or explain. I don't know what she was trying to do with that. Um, But yeah, so that was a big thing last summer and everybody wanted to be like, well, 
show us more evidence. Like, where's these videos? Da, 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 da. Well, we now have a snippet of said video. The, I think it's the Daily Telegraph in Australia wrote up a new article and it featured a 30 second snippet showing Liz and Victoria McCauley, you know, going post. Liz is trying to post her up. Uh, Victoria standing her ground, and then Liz pretty pretty blatantly elbows her in the neck, jaw area, a la Ron Artest on James Harden. For those of you that may be familiar with that, and while that's all we get from the reported like six minute video, to me that's a a pretty damning clip, right? Like it was very obviously blatant because we all know Liz is six foot nine and sometimes her elbows are higher than others. Like the other night in the game, she elbowed someone and it was just called a common foul because it was just, I think it was Sill she elbowed or somebody. And it was just her rotation. It was just her movement because her elbows are higher than everybody's. But this, this was not that this, we have a really good view of her pretty blatantly going high and she's not, she doesn't have the ball in her hand. She's not, like, she's just turning, and it's pretty blatant to me. There's a bit of a wind-up to it. The report also featured a photo of the neck and a gash and some bruising from that and some write-ups. And I, I posted the entire piece on Twitter about it. And the report was after that happened, there was a scuffle and a verbal altercation, and Liz said something along the lines of control your monkeys and go back to your third world country. And that is where the drama ensues because obviously that is very inappropriate and it unlocks a bunch of different discussions from that. And then in the wake of this, Liz releases this new statement on Instagram that was kind of just... I don't know. It gives the vibes of she explicitly says this is not an excuse or justification to the events that unfolded or my actions. However, I feel that a full picture of the environment that led to this outcome must be shared. But the three paragraphs above that were saying that she did nothing wrong. So I have no idea what actions she's referring to if she did nothing wrong. That's the first thing I can't figure out. And I mean, there's just a lot of different intricacies to this, um, and and her story isn't adding up, and it kind of is giving, like, I'm Liz Cambage, you're supposed to believe me, I'm the victim here, type vibes. Um, and then someone asked NECA about it during a Sparks media session, and she gave an answer that a lot of people found kind of lackluster. Um, and it was definitely one of those situations where like, this shouldn't be put on her. In my opinion, the owner should not be put on her to answer because Liz has not really spoken about it publicly. Um, but no one has asked Liz about it. I tried to ask Liz about it, but I didn't get called on, but that's a whole nother story. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot to this and a lot to kind of break down. So, so what do y'all think about this so far i mean i think it's 
complicated. Obviously, we don't have the whole video and we don't have like audio because the person recording like wasn't close enough, I guess. But the elbow was definitely intentional. And um, I mean, if it was handled in-house, it was handled in-house. But I mean, people are just going to be speculate until something is actually said that's concrete. But I mean, I won't be supporting right yeah so like i'm gonna kind of take like break this into the two different sections because i do think they are two separate things right the the elbow is obviously aggressive egregious and like you said bailey blatant i think that if it was just the elbow this controversy wouldn't exist you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we talked we'd have talked about it but we wouldn't be talking about it nearly a year later i think that that would have kind of been like oh that's a bad look and, and let it go. Um, obviously, the language, if if accurate, is abhorrent and unac- unacceptable. It is very tough to judge without the recording being present. I don't know that we will ever get that. When everyone seems to agree that that is what she said, it is tough to imagine that she didn't say it. <sighs> but like, I don't know. It, like, I don't know. It, it's complicated, right? I don't. I don't know that we bury somebody without the actual evidence. But what evidence more do you need than every person but her being there saying she said it? You know what I mean? Right there. So I'm with Chris. I've always i've I've liked Liz for a long time. It's it's tough for me to continue supporting if that is something that is is something that she is doing. You know what I mean? And and it's so interesting, Corey, because there were multiple people from the scrimmage quoted in the piece they wrote. And then also, if you remember, I guess maybe about a month ago or so, the the coach for the Australian team was on the television show down there, and she kind of made some comments about it. And I don't think all of these people – would have coordinated to attack Liz if something didn't happen. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine that they'd all be like, you know what we want to do today? We're going to lie. We're going to lie and try to destroy the credibility of Liz Cambage. Right. I, I don't I don't feel that is the case. And so to me, like I said, it seems that Liz is just kind of like, why aren't y'all believing me? I'm Liz Cambage. And it's not how it works. Well, it's also not like she's not saying things like I said this and maybe it was heard as this. She's just saying, like, I didn't, I, I break, I didn't say that. And it's like, yeah, she's well, like the, what did everyone hear? Right. Like, she's not even giving her side of it. She's just saying their side is wrong. And that, yeah, that didn't happen. Okay. Then what did happen? Because clearly right. something happened. If ev- literally everyone was immediately upset and still upset a year later. Yeah. And even going back even further, if you remember, Shortly after that happened back in June of last year, Chelsea Gray even sent out that Instagram post about like sending love to the Nigerian team and everything. So like something absolutely happened. And it's 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 one thing to say the other side is lying, but you're not presenting what you're saying the truth is. You're just saying they're lying. And that's not going to get you anywhere at all. Yeah. And then on top of that, like we all know Liz talks all the time. Yep. She never stops talking. And so 
it's not hard to believe she said something. And even if it was misheard or misinterpreted, right, that may have happened. But judging by everything, I it's hard to believe what she's trying to argue right now because of and because of the way it's being structured. And I, I think also part of this was if we had access to all this information last summer, you know, if it wasn't handled so privately, which I mean, from outside looking in, I guess they did the right thing by keeping it private, but by handling it so privately, you leave a lot of room for speculation and questions and it to sit in people's minds and things like that. Well, when you say they did, you think they did the right thing or perhaps they did the right thing by handling it privately. Honestly, to me, the only person they did right by in that scenario is Liz Gambage, the one who theoretically is the offender here, right? Because the details not coming out only protects her, only makes it so that she is getting a lofty contract from the Los Angeles Sparks to play in the WNBA or keep sponsorships. Because, like, let's be real. If there was video out there of her actually saying these things, I can't imagine some of the sponsorships she has are still going to stick with her. So uh, it's, it's the rare scenario of you're protecting the aggressor and the aggressor is coming out and still acting like the victim. Right. And that, that's kind of what I was trying to get at, but you said it much better than I could have, because I think, I mean, I think the world deserves to know. And it is weird how it's coming out like piece by piece after such a long time. And I, I don't, it's just a weird situation. It's very frustrating. And I also found out, and I don't know if it's related. I'm going to assume it's related the Sparks were the only team that offered Liz. I mean, that. I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't know if that's the only reason, but I certainly don't think that help matters. And then what I don't like about it in return is that, like, all the Sparks players not named Liz are being asked to comment on it. Like, um, I know Britt's commented on it. We all saw the video of NECA commenting on it. That's not to me, that's not fair to them. And that takes away from like things they have going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they're kind of being made martyrs. And you can argue some of that's by like brought onto themselves because by all means, they've handled it internally with LA as well. But like, I don't know. I feel like the lack of information that's been out there and the lack of Liz just kind of owning up to whatever did happen is the only reason why we're talking about this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, and obviously this is all, everything here is speculation, right? But like, do you think part of this is possibly part of what's causing some of the issues in the team generally right now? I, I know that it's easy to blame Derek Fisher, but the chemistry has seemed kind of off for much of the season. Do you think that this is part of that or, Am I too much of a tinfoil hat person there at that point? Um, I mean, it's certainly very possible, but no one's going to come out and say that if it is. Yeah. Um, I, I would credit it more to the fact that the Sparks have been on the road so much. They've only had like two practices or three practices all season. Okay. Um, and by all means, like everything on the court when Liz is on the court looks 
fine, I guess. I, I don't mean, know. It's statistically, she's probably an all star this year, right? Which it does not feel like she's been an all star this year on or off no. the board. But no. like when you look at the numbers compared to her peers, she's still performing at that sort of a level. So I don't know. It's I I, I it's very complicated. I don't, I don't know what else to say about the matter other than. I feel weird speculating about things that we just don't have the information on, but also it's not going away without the information. So, and also like, it's a big deal, right? If, if, if I mean, let's just be honest, we, we've made enough jokes and, and alluded to the fact about stuff with like the Sophie Cunningham's of the world in, in years past. And that wasn't even the same thing. So this is just overt racism and not acknowledging it does not feel like an option, even if, she's not going to answer questions about it. Right. And it, it, there's a lot of intricacies even in that regard that are hard to comment on because Liz is half Nigerian, right? But she was raised by her mother in Australia. And so, I mean, there's a lot of speculation you could even have there and the effects of that on her. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't know any of that. And that's all pure speculation. But I've seen some people talking about kind of the ripple effects of that and things of that nature but you know what we do know doesn't add up I mean she also took the team to dinner like the day after the incident and to me like you don't do that unless you know you messed up big time you don't do that if you just had a little basketball related scuffle you know like if I go hoop right now and I get into an argument with someone. I'm up with, like, "Hey, bro, let's go get some food after and settle it." No, that's like it's there's some to me that every action that she's taken since then to me confirms that something bigger than what she's saying happened. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, and I also know the optics of, and this is no slight of Chris, but Chris being the one that's quiet, that's two white dudes sitting here talking about. Yeah, I, I feel awkward even doing that. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys said all the right things. I mean, and I would consider you guys allies, so it's okay to speak. No, I know. <laughs> I just, I, I never wanted to come across like we're sitting here trying to like get up on a pulpit and like not letting you or act like we know what like the, the dynamic like we we do, but like not. To, I, I've never gone through things like that, but it's 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 obviously very odd and weird and like you said Bailey like given her background you would think that that makes it even more off-putting strange aggressive whatever word you want to use if, if if part of the way that she was raised by being separated from that led to this like that's obviously way above our sort of psychological and whatever standards like that we're able to talk about but like you can draw the logic line there, right? But at this point, I, I think that what we know is that Liz is no longer affiliated with the Opals. I, I know that they said it first, and then she kind of said that she's not with them. And like, but like, she's trying to act like she separated herself from them, where she was obviously removed from that last year. Um, if if the Sparks are the only team that, that offered her a deal, then there's that too. So at the end of the day, all I would say is be better. And maybe if if you're alienating everyone around you, maybe realize and look in the mirror and realize that everyone else probably isn't wrong. It's probably 
it's probably something you're doing and just try to be a less hateful, better person. But on that positive note, I know that we said we were going to do like the single, the single thing today, but is there anything else y'all wanted to get into before we uh, called it a week on the pod? Well, I, I just want to like kind of wrap a few things. Sure. Up. Please, please, please. Um, since we're talking about like the dynamic of Liz and everything in her background, like there are a few things that I feel are relevant as well to these people's cases. Um, and again, I don't want to speak over my hey, Greg here, but do you know what Liz Cambage's middle name is? I don't. Carissa, do you know what Liz Cambage's middle name is? I do not. Falake. She has so, a very Nigerian middle yeah. name. But we don't know that. That's not common knowledge. But like, that makes it even weirder that she would right? be so negative about i mean the, the country that she is technically from right and like on top of that like a lot of people point out that if you look at liz cambage from afar you may not immediately see her as a black woman or any level of black woman and how that plays into it like there's so many intricacies to this whole dynamic that she kind of has control of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she kind of picks and chooses sometimes. It, and this is this is what I've seen other people say. And this is, I kind of agree with some of it, kind of agree with don't. But like some people are like, she kind of picks and chooses when she's black and when she's not. Like, because she can pass off as not. You know what I mean? Type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's even weirder that she was like, according to the report, just the morning of, she was like, I want to play for the Nigerian team because my Australian teammates are racist and things like, like, this is all so strange. Yeah, that is, that was weird to me to, to say, like, because I remember when that came out and it's like, well, you're going to say that, but then be racist towards the Nigerian team? Like, what are we and, doing? And I think for me, for me, given my personal experiences with things, the biggest, I don't want to say issue, but the part to me that immediately, I mean, she said this, I immediately was just so done with her in this entire situation. Last summer, when she said, she she said, or she tried to make a case that her medication and mental health made her say those things. Look, I'm going to say this as clear as day, Corey. And you know, I take meds every day for mental health purposes. As that do does I not say. make you racist. That is inside of you already. Yeah. Like I take my meds and I don't go on Twitter or go play ball and I don't call anyone out of there. I don't call anyone anything rude. Right. I have never used a racial slur with anyone because of any reason, but especially not because I'm taking my meds. Like. That, to me, was the first part. I was like, okay, she's grasping at straws. She's trying to weaponize this. Like, if you're having mental health struggles, that's a real thing. But when you try to use it to victimize yourself and weaponize it to, like, explain your BS, that just doesn't add up. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Like, it just. Yeah. Yeah, that that as soon like you said, as soon as you're saying that, I feel like it's uh, you've already ex- entered the excuse making territory. Uh, that whenever you come back and say you didn't say those things, it's like, well, then what were you 
trying to excuse before with a nonsense excuse. It's that's what I'm saying. Like she has a somehow escaped accountability for so long in her life. Like, because this isn't the first time she's had something like this happen. Yeah. Like she has well-known disciplinary things happen before and other things like this, like whether it be in the W or over here or even over there, like there are different instances, maybe none to this extreme, but like somehow skated by on all of them. And it's just like when someone is so used to being able to do that at 30 years old, like it's not going to, it's like to use the, like at her big age and she still can't take responsibility for what she's done. And literally all she's got to do is come out and say, this is what happened. Like, that's all she got to do. Just clarify what exactly did happen. Because even if you're still in the wrong, there's a way to be less in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Or just try to be better. Like, it's not that. Right. Like, I... it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And now she's on my team. And I, I just, I don't know. It's just very, very frustrating to watch from afar. But speaking of accountability, since we're transitioning to the end of the pod, I need the W to hurry up and discipline Enrique for kicking a video board. Crazy. I don't know how she got away with that. The water bottle instant was one thing, right? But, bruh, y'all saw what happened to that board? Like, she knocked out, like, a smooth, like, 20% of the board. Like, yeah. what? They said it's okay. Apparently so, like, Kathy better than me, boy. Wait, you don't like petulant childlike behavior? No. I don't think throwing a temper tantrum is really all that acceptable. And I, I, I... You feel me? It, and it's one thing if she was just frustrated. You know, it's one thing if she would have just stepped over to the sideline and been like, or whatever. She kicked a video board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. does that? Goat behavior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I, I can't wrap my head around why we have not heard like Rige Gumbawale has been fined X amount of money or suspended for a game or whatever. Like, I mean, you know why you haven't heard it because it's not happening, right? But like, why? Was she fined for the for the water last year? Or no? I don't believe so. I don't think so. And like I said, the water bottle was a different thing, right? The water bottle is still unacceptable, but like, I don't know if that's finable or. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Whatever. Yeah, if it's findable, or if it's just like a tech foul, maybe. But like, yeah. I don't know if it's. But kicking a video board, yeah, and breaking said like it'd be one thing if she just kicked it, maybe like flash was like it went back to normal. No, she kicked it and it went black. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she needs to be suspended. Definitely fined, but I, it's it's a mess. and like like you said, it's just silent and. It's one of, I mean, for her, it's a benefit of the league not getting the coverage that other leagues do. But for those of us to follow it, it's just like, you got to be held accountable for being like, for, like, I feel stupid saying for misbehaving. But like, if you're going to act like a child, that's the, the, the characterization is childlike. Getting so upset about a call that you're going to, I understand competitiveness and frustration and all that stuff, but you can't kick of it. You can't kick stuff. Like, like oh. I can't, like, I feel dumb. So, like, don't kick things. Act like an adult. You're at work. Don't kick things. 
And even if like the league doesn't do something, like Vicky Johnson was looking right at her. Do something. You're the coach. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I have nothing I, else. Your 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 video rendition of it set to music made a, a number of people's nights. So I mean, yeah, but like. I can't believe we spent this entire pod talking about two of my less favorite players in the league, but this is this is something. But all-star voting starts today as well. It does. We should talk about that. Corey, break it down. How does it work? Okay, well let me so I know that the first the first portion is fan voting and so it's like fifty percent fan, fifty percent and the other fifty percent is what media and players. And uh that will choose the ten starters and media and players get one ballot whereas we're all able to kind of like tweet tweet out or go on and vote and do whatever we want i think it's like once per day but um and then so once the the 10 starters are chosen then the coaches will be able to go in and pick the reserves the starters are what four guards and six front court players and then for the 12 reserves it is four guards five is that five? One, two, three, four, five, five front court, and then another three reserves. Or sorry, four wild cards. So um, yeah, a little bit of everything there to get to round out a full roster. So um, get your votes in. It's weird. I, I, I understand why, because we're already a quarter of the way through the season. The all-star game is next month, but also, I'm sorry, it's three reserve guards, six front court reserves, and that raise that one, two, three, four, five, five, three, five, four. Sorry, those numbers are weird. I, that's why it keeps throwing me off. So it's to get to 12. So instead of doing like six and six or something like that, or four and eight, they did three, five, four. Time to start pandering in about 20 minutes. Well, as a joke to you, you're going to pander for somebody that is an absolute lock to make the team. So no, I'm going to pander for more people. Don't worry. So is there who, if you could pick without picking somebody that's obvious, I would say who is your immediate, like kind of Homer, not Homer necessarily, but like who is like a pet pick that you would like to see make the, the all-star game. And I'll start with you, Bailey, cause you're already smiling, but Chris, I think of one. Oh, I already know. We, we got a whole group chat plan to get Brit to the all-star game. Okay. This is I, happening. I think she, I think she has a case. It's going to happen. We're we are going to pander our butts off. Before I kick it to you, Chris, mine is Ezzy Magbacor. I think that I don't know that I don't know how real of a case she has, but to me, thinking about like who have been the best defensive players so far, to me, she's right in like that top like three to five case. So I would I would like to see Ezzy get get the nod. I know that her options, her time throughout the rest of the season may be a little bit more limited with Mercedes returning, but for right now, I think Ezzy has been absolutely fantastic. Chris, is there anyone that you would like to try to make the case for that not everyone in the world will necessarily be making the case for? Mm, I don't know about not everyone making the case, but Rebecca Gardner. I like it. I like it. Rebecca's like been really good. And she was like one of those, like when I was making my ballot, she was like, she didn't make my ballot, but she was on like the names for consideration list. So I appreciate that. 
Uh, my first ballot. I, we're we're going to put this. We're going to put this plot out on Saturday. So wait, let's my, talk ballots on Monday. Okay, that's fine. My article will be dropping this weekend, so you can check mine out if you cannot wait for us to discuss it on the pod. Otherwise, check back with us on Monday for initial all-star pods.